0: What's shaking, everybody? This episode of the Golf Guide Podcast is proudly presented by GolfGuide.net, where you can save up to 70% on greens fees to golf courses all over Northern California. And when you go to GolfGuide.net, don't forget to use the promo code GGPODCAST and save 10% on all purchases of $25 or more. One more time, that's promo code GGPODCAST on golfguide.net. Let's go! Hello again, all of you ever so delightful golf lovers out there. Uh, Kyle Serlo, broadcasting once again from beautiful Seoul, South Korea on a delightfully humid afternoon um and it is just so nice to be back here talking golf with you guys uh there's only so much kimchi a man can eat before he needs to go out and play a little golf so i am actually slated to get out to play a little screen golf this afternoon uh a nice little 20 bucks is going to give me 18 holes at a a pebble beach and I i don't know if you can beat that anywhere so that is uh that is what's going on in my world but uh Enough about me. There's a lot going on in the golf world that we want to get into. Uh, today, we're pr- briefly going to touch on the PGA Tour releasing its 2018-19 to 19 Tour schedule. Uh, we'll touch a little bit on this uh, supposed $10 million match between Tiger and Phil. Uh, and then also get you guys all prepped up for a, a huge weekend of golf in the state of Illinois, as well as the Scottish Open uh, as everybody is preparing for next week's Open Championship at Carnoustie, so let's uh, let's go ahead and start with the uh, recently announced 2018-2019 PGA Tour schedule, which was in need of a serious upgrade. There were a lot of flaws with the uh, uh, the tour's calendar, mainly the fact that uh, it, it's just it was just too long. I mean, you're going from the fall uh, all the way to the fall of the next year. I mean, you can't really be expecting the top players in the world to be playing. Uh, competitive golf each and every week and you know honestly i I think if there were six to ten less tournaments on the annual calendar i really don't think anybody is going to be all that upset Um, maybe the nerdiest of the golf nerds maybe would be a little bummed they wouldn't have something else to watch but you know what that's why that would be a great opportunity to let the web.com tour events kind of take center stage or for people to look over Uh, and maybe watch something on the European tour. So anyway, um, the PGA of America has listed uh, and listened to all these concerns, and they've released a schedule, and it's filled with some changes, uh, which do make the schedule a little bit shorter, uh, which many are saying is better um, for the game of golf. So uh, for the couple major things that we're going to see in the schedule is obviously, as we've mentioned previously on this podcast, and you've likely read, um, is the major championship swap. So, you know, currently, um, you guys know the deal. The Masters is in April, U.S. Open in June, Open Championship in July, and then the major calendar concludes with the PGA Championship in August. Well, 2019, no, sir. We are moving that PGA Championship to May, which means we are going to have one major per month from March until July, going the Masters, the PGA Championship, the U.S. Open, and then the Open Championship will now be the last major of the year. Um, I actually think this is absolutely fantastic. And, you know, with them also simultaneously moving the Players' Championship to March, um, that's it really gives you basically one marquee tournament per month, which, I mean, let's be honest, I think that is fantastic. I I mean, sure, you know, in theory, it'd be great to have multiple marquee tournaments every month, but the, the reality is if there were more than one, they wouldn't be as special, and they may not be marquee events anymore. So I think that is a huge step forward um, for the PGA Tour. I think, you know, as a golf fan, it's going to make it really great uh, and more enjoyable to kind of watch throughout the season. And this also opened up some more opportunities for the PGA Championship uh, in terms of host sites. Um, And, you know, kind of while the Northeast United States is, you know, favored for the next couple of championships, I would not be surprised if the PGA Tour decides to – Um, or the PGA of America, excuse me, decides to go to more uh, courses in the southern United States since the weather will be a lot cooler in May than it would be in August. So it would be certainly a lot more manageable and a lot more enjoyable for the players and the fans who are going to watch these events in person to be somewhere, you know, (laughs) in cool May weather if you're down south versus just that hot, humid BS that uh, you probably have to deal with. Uh, in the late summer so um, the major swap is a big deal i think it's a big thumbs up i think it's a hit Uh, i mean certainly time will tell i mean we won't really know exactly how well it's going to work until we actually do it but uh, i'm very very optimistic that this thing is going to turn out well so um, the second thing for the uh, schedule in terms of changes is that the fedex cup playoffs is shorter and it's going to end earlier so Um, The current format for the FedEx playoffs consisted of four tournaments and it concluded at the end of September. Now, given that the FedEx Cup was, you know, basically going right up against the beginning of NFL football, um, I don't think you guys really have to stretch your minds too far to figure out that golf was just getting whopped. I mean, the second, I mean, if the, the sporting public, if they have a choice between watching, Non-major championship golf, even if it is a playoff, but non-major championship golf or football, where everybody's got money and time invested in their fantasy teams and everything else like that, golf is going to get its ass kicked 100 out of 100 times. It's not golf's fault. It, it's just that in America, football is a more popular sport. People want to watch to do you know want to watch grown men kick the shit out of each other. I mean that's just that's it, it, maybe it's our, our gladiator instincts. I, I don't really know, but the PGA of America had to do something to try to stimulate the viewership of these playoffs because they're a big deal. I mean, FedEx pays a ton of money to sponsor this thing, and they want to make sure that they're getting um, the eyes and ears that they are paying for. So as a result, for the 2018 to 2019 season, the PGA Tour has decided to make the FedEx Cup playoffs only three tournaments, okay? And so next year, those three tournaments are going to be the Northern Trust Open at Liberty National, the BMW Championship at Medina, and then it's going to cap it all off with the Tour Championship at East Lake, like it does in every other year. Um, and that TPC Boston event will alternate every other year in the New York City area. So all in all, I think shortening up that FedEx Cup playoffs is going to be good for golf, good for viewership, and I think that's uh, a another thumbs up on the PGA of America's uh, schedule changes. And that's uh, let's see. Um, and there's also going to be a lot of events themselves that are either coming off the schedule or maybe new ones being added to it. Um, Real quickly here, I guess the WGC Bridgestone Invitational at Firestone, that's always uh, played in Akron, Ohio each year, which is usually kind of the top tune-up event for the PGA Championship, you know, kind of later in the summer. That one is gone, and let's be fair. For anybody that really enjoys watching golf tournaments contested on interesting golf courses, there is not a single one of us that is going to be sad to not have to watch people play Firestone. I mean, it's just back and forth, back and forth. It's just not, you know... Of all the courses that they play, it's probably one of the least interesting ones out there. Uh, Unfortunately, instead, the World Golf Championship is partnering up with St. Jude. uh, They're they're now going to be contesting the WGC FedEx St. Jude Invitational in Memphis, which is going to be taking place in August. I got to tell you, there is a few places I would rather not be (laughs) than Memphis in August. I... You know, Andy Johnson, the fried egg, has said the uh, the TPC course that they're moving to there sucks. And uh, so, you know, instead of playing a, you know, a golf course, it's really not going to be a whole lot better than Firestone. They're going to move that bitch down to Memphis in August. So that is a uh, unfortunate change for uh, for the golfers and the patrons of this golf tournament. But you know what? Money talks, you know, and uh, if, if, you know, I, th- I believe FedEx is based out of Memphis, they wanted an event in their backyard, and so they're getting it. Um, and let's see, another uh, little change here Tiger Woods' kind of marquee event that took place, uh, uh, you know, I guess now, what, two weekends ago. Um, the Quicken Loans tournament is going to be no mass. all right? Uh, for the 2018 19 season, it is gone. The PGA instead is going to be heading to Minnesota, the beautiful, lovely Twin Cities. And uh, they're going to be starting a tournament called the 3M Open at TPC Twin Cities, uh, and that's going to be taking place in July. I don't have information yet as to whether it's going to be happening before or after uh, the Open Championship. My guess is after, but uh, that's you know that, that's what I got so far. Uh, in addition, the Greenbrier will be moved to the fall, so the tournament that we had last weekend, where Kevin Na uh, emerged victorious. Um, that's going to be moved to the fall and it's going to be replaced in this part of the calendar with the rocket mortgage classic in Detroit, Michigan. Um, if you're a sports fan, you know that, uh, quick and loans or rocket mortgage is owned by the, uh, uh, I guess powerful. Yeah. I mean, Dan Gilbert's a pretty powerful guy, but uh Cleveland Cavaliers owner, Dan Gilbert, he is a Detroit native, um, he is you know, obviously the, mate, the guy who owns the company that is sponsoring this tournament, so he wanted to have one moved up to Detroit. And as I've mentioned in a previous podcast maybe a month or two ago, uh, it is actually going to be contested at a really cool Donald Ross course uh, up outside of Michigan that should provide all golf fans with a, uh, a very entertaining golf tournament. So I am uh, really looking forward to that. And the last couple things here well, with regards to the schedule is that the preparation for a couple of our majors are going to look dramatically different, okay? So um, for the Masters, the Houston Open was always the signature tournament um, where players would prepare you know, before the Masters. You know, they had, they, they sodded the golf course, they planted all the grasses to be very similar to what the players would experience at Augusta to kind of give them an extra incentive to come and participate in the tournament. But that is no more. Um, that is now going to be moved to the fall, right? So the Houston Open will now be contested in the fall, and the precursor to the Masters is going to be the Valero Texas Open, and then for the U.S. Open, actually, I'm I'm pretty excited about this. Um, you know, for the last few years, the RBC Canadian Open has taken place the week after, um, I believe, the Open Championship, and now Canada's turn will be slotted one week before the U.S. Open. And I think this is really cool because you know it, it seems like there's never a huge turnout for Canada's premier golf event. And I'm hoping that by putting it in front of the U.S. Open and not having guys have to you know, jump between two continents to play in tournaments and back-to-back weekends, that by having that Canadian tournament the week before the U.S. Open, uh, that could be a really cool, fun golf tournament for those guys to participate in. And it could be a good way for them to gear themselves up for the U.S. Open the following weekend. Um you know, and yeah, that's that. That's kind of what it is. I mean, I, I think overall, you know, this uh, a lot of these changes to the schedule is it's a sign that the PGA Tour is moving in the right direction. There's certainly, you know, there, there's a ton of room for improvement still. I think, you know, my biggest complaint is that there's still not enough talk and not enough being done to alter the formatting of many of these tournaments. You know, I, I can't say it enough times where you can only watch a 72-hole stroke play event so many times before you just start to get bored, man. Like, it's it's so monotonous. The same thing is done over and over and over again. I know my co-host, Casey, has said, you know, I mean, the, the sad part is it's really the best way to gauge who is played the best golf over the course of four days, um, which I don't totally disagree with, but damn it, man, it's boring. <laughs> like, and uh, I, I just would really... I would really like to see some different formats taking place. I know we have the Dell Match Play, but you know, having some more Match Play tournaments, and then maybe a tournament that combines match and stroke play, similar to the way they do it for the U.S. Amateur. Um, I, I don't know. I, this is that, that's a different topic for a different date. I know we've talked about it at length on the podcast before, so I won't get into it. But I, at least I think that the tour is moving in the right direction, and uh, you know, a lot of these changes to the schedule. Hey, a little progress better than no progress. Now, speaking of different formats, let's jump into the nev- next uh, topic of news here, and that is this <laughs> supposed $10 million cash game that is going to be taking place between Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson. This is going to be so awesome. I, <laughs> I, I just can't comprehend how f- just how killer it would be to see Phil. V. Tiger head to head. I off the top of my head, I, I probably should have uh, <laughs> probably should have researched this before I started uh, recording. I can't recall if it's a match play or going to be a stroke play event. I would I want to say match play, but anyway, it's going to be awesome. These two guys supposedly are lining up to play a ten million dollar game, and they're going to televise it. Um, the only downside, and you know, I really wouldn't expect either one of them to do it. Um, It'd be so much more awesome if these guys were ponying up their own cash because it would just make it so much more compelling uh, if they really had all their own money on the line. Now, I honestly, you know, I, I really don't think it would be that difficult to convince Phil to pony up $5 bucks for a cash game. Tiger Tiger's a little less of a uh, compulsive gambler and tax evader uh, than Phil is, so I think he's, he's a little bit more responsible uh, with his, his finances, so I don't think he is going to be putting his own cash up for this game um, but it is going to be really fascinating. I I have not heard any word yet as to what course it will be contested at. I mean, I can't like I would just fucking lose it if they ended up uh, you know, playing a really cool old golden age course. Like they maybe go play it on a pasatiempo, uh obviously a Cypress Point, maybe down at the uh, obviously the Riviera would be great, although they already play an event there every year. You know, something along those lines, maybe like the country club, uh back east, you know, the uh, the Philadelphia Cricket Club. I mean, and any of these super cool oldie, like, you know, uh, Golden Age courses where I, I just think it'd be amazing. And the best part is if you are playing match play, it brings more of those courses into the fold, and it's not that big of a deal if they're not 7,500-plus yards. So, um, yeah, it will be absolutely fantastic. I am really excited to see what that is going to look like. Um, you know, Jeff Shackelford did a poll asking, you know, hey, how much would you pay to watch this Phil versus Tiger winner-take-all match, thinking that perhaps the sponsors would turn it into a pay-per-view um, event. And 70% of the people who responded in the poll uh, definitely said, I'm not going to pay a goddamn cent. Um, I would disagree. I-, I would certainly pay a couple bucks to watch that match. I think that would be entertaining as hell. So who knows what is that? You know when that's going to happen or where it is going to happen. But as soon as I get word, you can no doubt expect that I will be uh, feeding you as many updates and as, as many hot takes as possible uh, <laughs> regarding this match. So uh, awesome for Tiger and Phil. I'm really, really excited to see when that takes place. And then the last thing for today's podcast is, uh, you know, we are just about a week away from the start of the Open Championship at Carnoustie. Um, my second favorite golf tournament of the year after the Masters, but... Carnoustie, um, as I said last week, I think probably the second best course on the open rotation behind St. Andrews. Uh, it is going to be absolutely fantastic. If you are not super familiar with Carnoustie, I would really actually encourage you guys to go to golf-monthly.co.uk. They have an absolutely killer hole-by-hole video tour of Carnoustie that is absolutely fantastic. I watched it the other day and it just kind of was getting me really, you know, really pumped up for, uh, for the tournament coming up here. And, uh, you know, as of right now, a lot of the pros are already over in the U.K. Um, they're going to be contesting the Scottish Open at Goulain, uh this weekend, which, I mean, if you guys don't know much about the golf course, which, I mean, admittedly, I didn't know a whole lot until I was reading some articles last week. I mean, this golf course, they've been playing golf there since the 1600s, right? and it just looks absolutely spectacular. So the Scottish Open at Gullane this weekend is going to be so much fun. It is going to be broadcasted on the golf channel. So if you are a golf nerd, th- it is required viewing. Make sure you check that out this weekend. It should be on early in the mornings. You know, it's going to be taking place eight hours ahead of West Coast time. So as they're wrapping up their rounds at, uh, at 5 PM, that's going to be 8 AM our time, right? So if you're, if you're up early, uh, it is going to be absolutely fantastic. A couple hours of pre, you know, pre-work, uh, Lynx golf. Just, it just doesn't get any better than that. Um, and then for the rest of the professionals, you know, all eyes are on the state of Illinois this weekend. Uh, the John Deere Classic is going to be taking place, you know, uh, defending champion Bryson DeChambeau will be without his protractor. So too bad for that guy. Um, but that's always a, a, you know, a fun event. Not usually not with the strongest of field since we are just a week ahead of the Open Championship. Um, but then also the inaugural U.S. Senior Women's Open is going to be taking place at the very exclusive Chicago Golf Club. Um, it is a CB McDonald, Seth Rayner design, you know, obviously the same guys who designed the national golf links of America, Fisher's Island. Um, and just, it should be absolutely fantastic to watch there. Um, so yeah, I mean, overall it, it's going to be fantastic. I think also the senior players championship at Exmoor is happening in Illinois this weekend as well. So, uh, great golf weekend in the state of Illinois. Um, since we are a Pacific coast podcast, I don't expect any of you are really listening to this whilst in the Chicago area. But if for some reason you're out there watching a Cubs game and you're out there for the weekend, go check that out, man, because that would be absolutely awesome. And uh, with that, let's put a wrap on this, bitch. Huh? This, uh, that is it for this week. I'll be back next week with our incredibly comprehensive and very likely way over-the-top Open Championship preview. Uh, early in the week, we're going to try to get that thing out to you much earlier than... Uh, <laughs> much earlier than next Wednesday. And also uh, later this week, I, you know, i have a couple of buddies. Who, uh, we're going to get into, you know, all the golf that you might need to play when you are down in orange County, which is going to be released in a couple of weeks. So very excited about that one as well. Uh, so until then, if you guys have any questions or you want to send in any questions or comments to me and the podcast, get at us at golfguide net on Twitter. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, all that kind of good stuff. And certainly You know, if you're looking to go play some golf this weekend, don't be shy about visiting golfguide.net where you can save yourself a couple of ducats on some rounds of golf. So until next week, mahalo, everybody.